questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight we're setting our sights on the mysteries of the cosmos and their influence on the year 2024. Joining us for this fascinating exploration is a familiar voice to our listeners, astrologer Jeff Harmon. This is our 15th conversation with Jeff over the past 15 years, each one a deep dive into the intriguing world of astrology and its impact on our lives. 2024 is not just another year. It's a period brimming with astrological significance, poised to shape the course of our world in ways we're just beginning to understand. Since the transformative events of 2020, we've seen a world in flux politically, socially, and spiritually. Tonight, we'll dissect these celestial patterns to uncover how they might influence the world stage and our personal lives in the coming year. Jeff Harmon brings not just years, but decades of experience in astrology. His insights into planetary movements and their meanings have been a guiding light in our previous discussions. This time, we'll navigate through the astrological intricacies of 2024, a year that promises significant shifts. We'll delve into the specifics of the U.S. Pluto return, a rare and powerful event that symbolizes deep transformation and rebirth. What does this mean for the United States and the world at large? We'll also delve into the broader questions shaping our era. Are we moving towards a Phoenix-like rebirth or a descent into a more controlled, totalitarian state? Jeff will discuss the colossal shift anticipated between 2024 and 2025 and what it means for us as individuals and as a society. Moreover, amidst the changing world landscape, where migration crises and political maneuvers create new dynamics, we'll explore how astrology reflects and possibly explains these shifts. With revelations about what controllers now called climate refugees, a surge in new migrants, and controversial policies, there's a lot to unpack about the forces at play, both celestial and earthly. But it's not just about world events. Astrology also offers a lens to view our personal journeys. How will these planetary shifts affect our individual lives? From personal growth to navigating challenges, we'll explore the potential paths that 2024 may offer each of us. So stay with us as we embark on this journey through the stars. Whether you're a seasoned astrology enthusiast or new to the subject, tonight's conversation promises to be enlightening. Let's uncover together what the stars have in store for us in 2024. Jeff Harmon is coming up next. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including focused life force energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. Discover the Veritas Digest series on Amazon. Multiple volumes, each unveiling the truths they don't want you to know. It's more than just reading. It's an awakening. Secure your copies today. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, 
simply click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now here's your host, Mel Hastelrick. JeffHartman.com is his website. Uh, from Los Angeles, California, on his 15th appearance in 15 years. I'd like to welcome our friend, Jeff Harmon. Hello, Jeff, and welcome back. How are you? Wow, it's been 15 years, Mel. That's amazing. 15 times, amazing. too. 15, 15 times. times, man. Every year. It's a ritual. I love it. It's a ritual. I, I was going to say tradition, but it's a ritual. And Jeff, you know, yes. right from the beginning, I have to ask you, with the major astrological event unfolding in 2024, there's a big question on everyone's mind. Are we heading towards a positive transformation like a phoenix rising, or are we looking at a more authoritarian future? What do these stars say about this? Well, you know, that's a complex answer. I think, you know, as usual, these people at the top of the pyramid who are really steering the financial systems, um, unless they're stopped, uh, we could be looking at a really, really evil future. And especially when you look at digitization of society. Of course, everyone's running around now like the pelicans on Saving Nemo, AI, AI, AI. That's all I'll tell you here is AI. And AI is infiltrating the world, no question. And I, I think if, as long as we can have the nationalists win and these bankers be kept in check and in their place who are really running all this stuff, um, we have we can be the phoenix rising out of the ashes. But I also think you have to couple that with we're in a new era, and we really are. Many astrologers are touting we're in the Aquarian Age, and I do not buy that. Uh, the Aquarian Age is when our solar system ingresses into the sidereal sign of Aquarius. And I've been hearing this for 50-something years, and it's it's never happened, in my opinion. And I think it will, but I think it's a couple hundred years from now. I don't think it's right now. I think it's it's going to be very close to when the Hebrew calendar runs out, if the calculations I've seen are correct. And I'm not claiming I'm correct. But Mel, I got to ask you, does it seem like the Aquarian age to you? Not yet. No, not at all. Not yet. No, not at all. In fact, if anything, I think the demonics are making a play to really incarcerate the human race. And they've they've tried to do it from every angle and they are doing it from every angle. But um, my opinion is they won't win. Uh, creation and divinity always, always wins. and. Um, you know, one of the diagrams that I love to show, and you and I were just <clears throat> doing a screen share. And if you don't mind, maybe I could do a screen share again. You can, and for the audience, just have the benefit of the audience. And by the way, a lot of you are asking me, hey, can you do more videos? And we are. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. So the only way to find out is to go to our website, click on the respective interview, and you'll see it. But this, we are recording in, on, on video, which is great because Jeff, for years, used to tell me, you know, I'm looking at this chart, I'm looking at that chart, and we had to imagine it. But now, I'm going to share the screen with you, uh, Jeff, so you can show us. So, go yeah. ahead. There you go. All right. So, let's do that real quickly. One of my favorite diagrams to demonstrate to people is this one right here. And the reason why, you know, no, no matter what your faith in divinity, God, you know, whatever it is that you have as a faith, anyone listening— one thing's kind of ubiquitous, unless you're an atheist, is that everything 
seems to point to this exceedingly divine and very omnipotently intelligent force. And this diagram I really enjoy because it's, it's, you know, a lot of people always say, well, Jeff, you know, you're an astrologer. And I, I actually go, well, actually, I've always been trying to get away from astrology because I think astrology might be the entrapment of the soul in some ways through its egoic journey in incarnations. And there's a lot of evidence to support that. In fact, if you look at Vedic astrology, which many people say, you know, it's called Vedic astrology, but its real name is called Jyotisha. Jyotisha means the science of the light of the spirit and the soul. And I have to say, you know, my mother turned me on to astrology in the mid-70s. And then as time went on, you know, I really started looking at astrology. I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was a bunch of, you know, crazy, you know, ideas, uh, astrology at first. And then she always told me, you know, before you knock it, take a look at it. And I did. Well, when I ran into Vedic astrology, that's what really struck me. And even in the 80s, I was doing a lot of work. I had a studio and I was being hired by a lot of religious organizations. And one of them in particular had me doing all these retreats in Chicago, Illinois. And bottom line is, when I got into Vedic astrology, I started seeing that the human race is a lot different than maybe the religions have you know, disclosed to us. Not that they're wrong, but I would also say that they haven't fully disclosed. There's a lot of dogma there. One of the things I love about Vedic astrology, which is really called Jyotisha, is notice this white etheric energy. This is the stuff science is never going to be able to fully understand. And this becomes more germane now with this digitized AI world that we're entering into because the spirit, psyche, and soul is that white etheric energy. And you can't measure it. You can't test it. You can't, you know, it's it's very magical in terms of its divinity. And going back to that diagram, and this is, you know, to answering your question in a kind of a roundabout way, is will we win? I don't think evil ever wins. I think it causes a lot of trouble, but it can't win because they actually say our soul is created way up here. This is... The you could say where the divinity of creation of souls is, and that's actually an Aramaic Hebrew word called absolute, which means again the divine emanation of souls. These are the angels that are believed to rule it. They say there's 49 dimensions and 49 sub dimensions up here, it's exceedingly vast. The next worlds down, Briah, is where the waters of creation get much more dense, and they say there's many spiritual worlds up here, and they might even be partially physical. In a different way than we know. And these are the second hierarchy of the angels that are believed to kind of custodian over that. The final worlds down here, this is known as the Yetzeratic world. And if anyone's familiar with a text called the Sefer Yetzirah, that's an Aramaic Hebrew book, which means the book of formation. And that's what Yetzirah means. This is where the rotating galaxies and the universes are believed to be. And notice now we start seeing the familiar archangels, angels, intelligences, and spirits. They claim there could be 49 parallel universes and 49 sub-dimensions. Now, I don't know about you, Mel, but that's way beyond my little brain's comprehension when you really take that in. And then the last worlds, 
is ASEA, which is known as the astral planes. And it's interesting, every culture in the world has some story, at least the organized ones, had some story about a war in heaven, and these spirits and angels were cast down. Now, usually we get a guy with a suit, tie, and a microphone telling us about the devil, but it's just a little bit deeper than that. These are known in the West as the fourth hierarchy. If you go into the Vedantic literature and other cultures, the Egyptian, there's many different names for these same beings, and there's a lot of parallels. And I do think that this story, no matter how you slice and dice it in the ancient legends, including the Bible, is absolutely true. And the astral planes, they claim, is where we go when we exit these meat suits known as bodies. And I believe the Book of Enoch and many other suppressed texts and religions are absolutely correct. I think that we had inbreeding here. I think there are terrestrial and extraterrestrial beings that have been on the earth and visit the earth and have visited the earth and is kept very secret from us. It, it's permeated throughout all the legends in ancient times. It's everywhere. And I believe that they are a lot behind the evil we see. And as technology has been advancing and even been suppressed, like the Tartarian evidence shows and many other ancient civilizations show, that they continuously try to destroy the human race. And I don't think they can because these guys are incarcerated quite possibly right at the molecular level. Study an atom. And even though we don't fully understand all atomic energy, everything is balanced by positive, negative, and neutral forces. It's very sacred. Any quantum physicist will tell you that there's something really intelligent holding all this matter we call energy and life together. And AI will never, ever be able to replicate that. There's no way. So the, the answer to your question is, is, will we be the phoenix rising out of the ashes? Yeah, I, I really believe we will, because the Constitution of this country and the Bill of Rights, I think, is probably one of the best documents that's ever been created in at least recorded history for the human race. And I think a lot of people are going to stand up for the rights that that Constitution and Bill of Rights has. There's, there's no other country like this one. Anyone of any race, any creed, any denomination has a right to have freedom. And they are trying to destroy the United States systematically. And they are. And the astrology proves it, which we'll get into in a short while. You use the word Tartarium, which is something that I've been discussing for, for the past few years. It's a fascinating subject. We see maps from the 16, 1700s, we see what we now call Russia, all that area, the Mongols. We think of the Roman Empire, but when you compare it to the Mongol Empire, dwarfs the Roman Empire. But the more I read into this, the more I realize that we have been going through maybe five resets. We might be going to the sixth reset soon. But the mid-1850s, 1870s, I think this is when it happened the last time. And then we had all these orphan children making all the way to the United States, hundreds and of thousands. And the, the question cabbage is, patch dolls. cabbage patch dolls, where were the parents? And then we see sanatoriums, all these buildings that you were told, don't go there because it's haunted. Almost like they're trying to avoid you from investigating. Then you have all the, the world's fairs, which were allegedly created in two years and demolished in six months. 
And isn't that amazing? Free then energy, have, all this. Yeah. Free stuff. energy, exactly. Harvesting free energy. You have Tesla. And then you have all the books prior to the 1920s. Prior to the 1920s, you could find the real truth. After that is when the control is really clamped down, took over. They created these new generations of mind controlled students. You go to school, instead of really learning, all you're doing is memorizing and being brainwashed. Your take on all of That's this. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're right on. I mean, when we look at what has been done, and, and you bring up a really interesting time period there, because if we look back at World War One, what happened there? Well, first off, astrologically, there was a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which always brings heavy totalitarianism on society and fascism. Well, what happened? Wilson signed the country over to the bankers in London, which are the people behind the Federal Reserve. Secondly, World War I broke out right after that. It was all in the making. And when we look at what happened in the crash of 29, I mean, it, there's a, a great podcast I just did on my YouTube podcast. I want people to go to my YouTube and check it out, Jeff Harmon Astrologer. And we just talked about that about two episodes ago, how there's actually a gentleman who put out this book, and it's on there, um, where he was friends with George Soros. He used to be a trader, and he was doing research into these bankers. And he said, when he went back and looked at everything, the Fed which was, of course, active ever since 2014 forward, right? It was signed in right at the end of 2013. Or, I'm sorry, 1913, yeah. 1913, right. So I keep thinking century forward. Anyways, long story short, they caused the avalanche of banks. That's what they wanted. And they, they wanted the implosion of the economy. They were showing the government who's running this place. And they truly, truly did. And they actually raised, just like they're doing right now, they raised interest rates during a heavy recession. And they could have easily, you know, kept, kept uh, supplying money. And they made a New York bank fail that was supplying a lot of smaller banks. It's all in this book. It's called the Great, uh, what, what is that thing called? It's called the Great, um, I got it right here. So I, want, I want to be accurate here. I put it somewhere, but. Anyways, it's it's a great uh, the great taking is what it's called, and it's absolutely amazing to read it. And this guy was actually friends with Soros, who ran a financial organization in New York back in the nineties. And Soros was saying, "This is for people who think Soros is running everything because he's not. Neither is Klaus Schwab, and but they're certainly dispensing, you know, various different agendas." And uh, Soros had actually said to this gentleman, he said. You know, you don't know how powerful these guys are at the top, what they can do. Well, we've seen what they can do. They have basically taken out presidents. I mean, look at John F. Kennedy. JFK was going to print treasury notes. Naughty boy. You don't do that. You don't go against the owners, as George Carlin said. And this gets really deep because we hear about the child trap. By the way, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have yeah. to stop you there. You mentioned yeah. the great taking, and I was thinking, are you talking about David Webb? Yeah, that's it, David. Webb, I spoke yeah. with him a few months ago. He doesn't. There you grand, go. Did you do an interview with him? <laughs> no, but but I oh. I ran into a client of mine knows him, and not to get into all that, but yeah, it's because uh, I spoke it, with him a few months ago, and he, when he's ready, he's going to do excellent. an interview. But we we exchange a lot of emails. What an incredible guy, isn't he? And the book, incredible. the Great Taking, is for everybody. You can download it for free. 
It's for free. Yeah. And I put that link on my YouTube thing as well. But yeah, do an interview with him, Mel. You'll love it because uh, he's a very smart guy. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of very interesting clients in different places. And um... thank you for listening. To unlock the full two hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.